I meant to wear a Miami shirt today to celebrate and completely blanked because I did laundry today for the first time in three weeks and this is my favorite shirt and I was like soft, comfy F1 shirt and until this moment realized, oops, because like somehow we're, you know, Miami's a basketball school now? Yeah, so what? Uh, Miami, the University of Miami, uh, we're in the final four, so we are... I can't say a football school right now, but I guess historically speaking, University of Miami is a football school, but we're in the final four of March Madness. Cooling down on our wind up on the grid, it's lights out, and away we go this week's grid walk. Very confusing. What? My brain. But along, here for the ride, love it, super fun. The women's team made it to the Elite Eight as a nine seed. I don't, I, I fundamentally, my brain cannot process the sporting enjoyment that I have received from my university's basketball team for the last couple weeks. Not, not a thing that I've ever experienced. I can also just watch Coach Laranega be excited about anything and just, he's just such a, a, a pure soul. And his, like, post-game interview, could just tell he was just so happy, like, yes, for himself or whatever, but, like, the team, the boys, and they were so close last year, and go Canes, baby! Final four! And I, we are- like, we're not going to Houston, so everyone stop asking, because we can't. Yeah. <laughs> we have to wake up, up to watch cars in Australia, <laughs> but no. that doesn't mean we don't want to be in Houston. If Nicole didn't start a new job Tuesday of this week, Mm -hmm. we probably would be on a plane to go to Houston and just be like, oops, missing the Australian GP. It's at weird hours anyway. I think Pepper would disown me as an owner if I were to now go to another place. (laughs) As we're all like now in a childhood bedroom and starting a new job and he's very confused and things and yeah, yeah. but Final four. Uh, on the Dan Lebitard show today, they interviewed Katie Meyer, who's the coach of the women's team. And it was the most wholesome. Like, I adore her. And she's worked so hard for this program and listening to her talk. And then she was really frustrated about that game. Admittedly, like, she she was like, no, our game plan was right. And I was like, ah, that's so frustrating because we could have two teams in the final four right now. But the Dan Lebitard show said something that really struck home for like a particular part of my brain, the part that lived in Florida for college years. And it's that we are two games away from having an FAU UM men's basketball final. And the chaos that that would be is just absurd. (laughs) See, my brain can't get past the point. I thought you were even just gonna be getting to like just two games away of UM being in the final of something. But yes, I wish we were going to Houston. We're a basketball school now. This will happen again. You know what stinks? That's the only, like, Texas major city that we haven't traveled to for, like, a sporting event. (laughs) Yeah, we went to Austin for CODA, and then we went to Dallas for, like, the UMLSU game. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. For some reason, we've traveled to Texas a lot. I mean, Texas just has... Lots of space for stuff and sports yeah. and, and sports. Chip and Joanna games. 
This week we have a bunch to talk about. Of course, it is Daniel Ricardo week, also known as Oscar Piastri week, and the Australian GP week is really what we're talking about here. There's a lot to talk about. Of course, Nicole is going to obsess over Daniel Ricardo. We're going to talk a little bit about McLaren because, of course, all of that is intertwined. And if you stay tuned to the end of the podcast, Nicole is probably going to do something uh, a bit uh, ridiculous, silly, unhinged, use your adjective of choice. But I would recommend sticking around or uh, going to that part of the video if you're watching on YouTube. <laughs> We're also going to do our race week predictions, uh, give you an update on how our predictions fared in the Saudi Arabian GP, see if we can get anything right this week is really the goal. The goal is at least one thing right and getting some points. And lastly, we're going to touch on our second PR safety car. We went one episode and we, maybe two episodes, we have another PR safety car here because Stefano Domenicali said some words about free practice that got everyone's brain spinning. So we're gonna break down the PR blunder and predict and just come up with some things that maybe can replace free practice. We're gonna give F1 some free ideas and have a little bit of fun with it. Cause he left it open for us to figure out what's gonna replace it. But first, yeah. this is going to be our last race weekend for 25 days. We're heading into F1 Spring Break, so we've put together a very interesting content plan on social media, and Nicole's gonna break down just what we're gonna be doing for our version of F1 Spring Break. So for our F1 Spring Break, we are going to be doing 25 days of reviewing F1 sponsors, making short video reviews on all of our social media channels. So make sure you go follow us everywhere at Gridwalk Show. And we're going to be making short video content reviewing all different types of Formula One sponsors. F1 really cares about their sponsors. And so we're going to give you some honest reviews. There's going to be some restaurant visits, some cocktail making, some general shopping, and we'll let you know what's what. So make sure you're following us absolutely everywhere. We won't let you go without content, even when there's no races. I would like to propose a toast. Happy Daniel Ricardo week. It is a fantastic <laughs> week. I've waited so long for this and the man will not even drive, but he will be everywhere. FEA. <laughs> Just imagining you on the train ride home, like rehearsing that in your head. Like we 100%. will give a toast. She gave me, me zero warning that that's what was going to happen. <laughs> Incredible. I'm so Incredible. excited. I just. I'm now worried that this week's going to be this massive letdown because he's not racing. <laughs> nope, but there's content. <laughs> yes, yes. And it's almost better that he's not racing because every weekend <laughs> I have to go in with like a, this like slight stress of like, oh no, like what is the, what am I going to see that just like hurts and makes me sad besides Mexico, which again, I will... You know, just go, <laughs> I will die on the hill of Mexico last year. It was so much fun to watch. But, um, yeah, I'm just excited. He's been having a great time on the internet. The internet's just, like, all hyped everywhere about, like, the comments. The Australian GP posted every single driver in every single 
driving and, and it, whoever's bracing at all this week all of the home drivers and every comment is just like where's danny rick how did you not bring up danny rick I'm like guys he's not driving and like yeah. i recognize that but also like where's danny rick you know <laughs> i just like that in this crucial pr moment for red bull with their drivers probably having a high likelihood of being dramatic on track this week they have been able to spend the last three days going shiny toy shiny toy over here look at the look at the fun daniel ricardo video look at his new helmet Ooh, shiny toy it's great it's incredible it's what he's so good at it is why this is all happening and why he's here and we knew that when it was announced or at least i knew that it's all a PR move, and uh, but it'll be great. It'll be exciting. Um, could I, be an interesting race, I guess. Maybe. <laughs> I'm, yeah, this this Grand Prix is not my favorite, but one of my favorite parts about the Australian Grand Prix is that all of Europe has like, weird time to watch the race, and it just feels like the one time a year where they experience what we experience every time. So like. I, I find that fun. This course has been fun. I have seen a lot of TikToks of like European fans. They're like, what time do we have to wake up? Six o'clock in the morning. Like that's, that's nuts. And then <laughs> there's some that are like, well, American fans have to do this every week. And it's like, yeah, that blows. But we have to do it yeah. this week. <laughs> I think the race will be okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the realm of rooting for the Honda drive shaft to be a problem still, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got about six different rumors this week about, is Ferrari bringing a massive upgrade? Is Ferrari not bringing any upgrade? Is Ferrari bringing an entirely new car? No, no, no. It's just tiny changes. And I can't keep up. And at this point of recording on Wednesday, I don't know. Like, right. I just don't and know. <laughs> probably as soon as we're done recording. Maybe we'll, of course, you know, get an official announcement and know, but especially now, like media day and everything is all backwards and whatever day anything is happening. So <laughs> it's just yeah, it'll be very interesting. What news will come out that completely voids or ruins the picks that we make? Oh yes, um, yeah. I do think the most interesting thing about this week for me is that this is going to be the first media sessions after McLaren announced fired James Key and they br are bringing in a big Ferrari designer and it was also announced that they're bringing in a big Aston Martin aerodynamicist and I just find it very interesting that in the week where Red Bull is going to get the full PR shiny toy distraction of Daniel Ricardo, that do you really think McLaren is wishing that they had the shiny Daniel Ricardo toy this week? Yes, I do. And I love that they don't. This is so, it's so great. It's so <laughs> funny. I also don't like their uh, Australian GP merch. So like, even when I was like, oh, this will be like a cool thing they could do for Oscar. It's like not my favorite. I think you have to look at, and this is anyone listening or watching, Go look at Alfa Romeo's Australia merch. It's so extra and so ridiculous. And also Joe's helmet is so great. 
all really wonderful. They don't have an Aust. I mean, I guess they kind of have an Australian. Vivi's like an Australian <laughs> by proxy. Um, <laughs> I guess spends enough time there. Um. But it's just, I don't know, not looking like the ideal weekend for McLaren at all. It's not looking good PR-wise. It's not looking good tech, like, car-wise. I, like, all entirely, I, you know, it's... I'm just uh, intrigued to see what they're going to do with Oscar this week. Because he's done very limited media up until this point. But it's his home race, and McLaren needs a distraction. So if he has an ounce of PR charisma in him, they're going to ring it out this week to to the best of their ability. So I'm just I'm intrigued to get to know Oscar more this week because I think of all the weeks, this will be the week. We've been saying for a long time we want more Oscar. We yeah. want to meet Oscar. I mean we've met him. We want like just more. But yes, hundred percent agree. This is the week to do it, McLaren. We know what you are capable of doing in creation of content with your drivers. Like, time to have fun with it. Do something fun with Oscar. Make Australian pastries with Oscar and, like, lean into the joke. Now I'm giving you uh, content ideas. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's just... I, I'm, I'm intrigued what this weekend's going to bring with that. And you also can just tell the state of all the teams in F1 right now, that the two big takeaways in our Australian GP preview is how is Red Bull going to use Daniel Ricciardo as a distraction? How is McLaren going to use Oscar Piastri as a distraction? Which just sums it all up. Alright, we do uh, predictions every single race week. Uh, we are doing two seasons of predictions uh, where we're totaling up points between now and summer break, and then we will reset and do the second half of the season. Uh, we are picking the winner, just missed the podium, best of the rest, and last in the points, and then the highest scoring team from 6 through 10 in the current constructor's standing. So basically, the worst team that does the best. Uh, we picked this way because if we were going to pick a podium... We probably would pick the same podium every week, which leads me into, for race two, the Saudi Arabian GP, Nicole and I picked almost identical picks, and not only were they almost identical, but both of us ended the weekend with zero points. So we both had, you know, just, just awful, awful week of picks for us. Yeah, it was a rough week for us. So going into this week, I am still up by three points after Bahrain. And we're going to hope that we don't make the same predictions. Um, and then a reminder to everyone, what is on the line here is the loser at summer break will have to do the next prediction segment from a Peloton, which neither of us wants to do. Nope. So. I don't want to go on a Peloton, not on a podcast. So. <laughs> yeah. So, Nicole, who do you have as the winner of the Australian GP? My winner is, and I have not hit delete on this row in my little note for like almost a month now, I guess. Max Verstappen. Shocker, me too. Uh, yeah. I, like I said last week, <laughs> one of these weeks, one of us will come with a different winner, but it won't be for a while. Yep. Um, so then we basically, because then we're not doing podiums, so our P4, just missing the podium, who do you have? I have Alonzo. 
Okay, very fair. I think that two straight podiums, something's bound to eventually go wrong. I just, but not too wrong. I think I'm just going to have him P4. Okay. What about um, you? Are you? Do you have the sounder board prepared? In P4, I have Lewis. Yeah, yeah hope alarm. I understand. I, I, yeah. But you know, it's happened. Could happen again. And I just need, and I'm, and I'm going in risky business. We're going to pick it. And it just made me feel good. And that's all of the factual information I have to provide with that pick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think that's like super wild now there. Like if, if we were picking our podium and you put a Mercedes on the podium, I would be like, but that would be a no, true just miss the podium. Right, 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 right. Yeah. But I am manifesting a good, good Lewis weekend. Happy vibes. <laughs> okay, what about your P7 best of the rest? Who have you got? My best of the rest is the bestie with the restie, Esteban Ocon. Ah, okay. Uh, I'm just really relieved that we don't have the same picks. <laughs> yeah, so. that too. Yeah, I, I was waiting for you. Your face was immediately I'm like, okay, it's going to be different. Yeah, yeah. It's mine is George Russell. Oh, okay. I was just—I thought you were there to say Lance or George was what I was assuming you were going to pick. No, I'm pulling for a Lance podium this week. If I'm being completely honest, because I need some happy vibes in my life, and I have no faith in that Mercedes car, so we're pulling for a Lance podium. (laughs) Um. So uh, then, before going to teams, who is your last in points, just makes it P10? I'm going to go with Yuki. I'm going to say that this is the week he finally gets that point, because I think he deserves it and I want to root for it. So I have Yuki in P10. What about you? Wholesome, wholesome. I will one-up you with more wholesome, Alex Albon. Yes, I would much rather be rooting (laughs) Yeah, my a lot of my picks are just like, I want good things to happen to you people right now. Like, you know, and it's all not impossible. So that's kind of where I, I picked with my heart a little bit more this week than, and you know what? What do I have to lose? I'm already losing in the points right now, so. <laughs> all right, lastly, we have the team from P6 to P10 that you think is going to score the most points this week. As a reminder, those teams currently not in order that I'm about to say them are Alvaro Romeo, Williams, Haas, Alphatari, and McLaren is who you have to choose from. Which of those teams do you think is going to score the most points this week? Um, as I'm kind of predicting that none of these other teams will be in the points and I had picked Alex in P10, I am p- picking Williams. <laughs> For the exact same rationale, I picked Alphatari. Right, there we go. It was just logic. I was debating maybe picking Alphatari of like, oh, maybe, I don't know, something interesting could happen. But I'm like, nah, we'll continue with the logic. I'll be mad. And Alex would be mad if I didn't follow through. So, <laughs> I think the, the silliness is that the smart play is probably actually the McLaren. Because... We really can't get a third race where just everything out of their control goes wrong. Where, like, P3 
Pierre decides to run into Oscar and the debris flies over every car only to hit Lando. But I don't feel like rooting for that, so I didn't pick them. I will not accept this even as a theory during Daniel Ricardo week. That is unbelievable. Gosh, I'm so relieved that we didn't have back-to-back race weeks with the exact same picks. Because that was wild. And it was so annoying also because I feel like they were good picks. And then just so many things went wrong. But that is the sport. (laughs) Like always, we will keep you updated through the weekend with how our predictions go on all of our social channels at Gridwalk Show. So if you want to root for, against, laugh at our misery when we eventually get most of this wrong, come do that. Oh, well, we had a PR safety car this week, which to those listening just means that someone in the world of F1 makes a PR blunder. And what happens when someone makes a blunder? In racing, there's a safety car. So PR safety car. This week, Stefano Domenicali, who is the head of the Liberty Media Formula One side of things, so not the FIA. FIA handles stewarding rules, Formula One, media, money. That's that's the division. That's the short, the short and sweet. Yeah. Um, He, while at a different race for a different series, was interviewed by a Portugal news outlet, and he was quoted as saying, in a normal weekend, the one consisting of free practice, one and two on Friday, each session should be awarding either points or single qualifying laps or a qualification for a different or shorter Saturday race instead of a third free practice, perhaps the mechanism of a reverse grid. So basically he's throwing out a bunch of ideas. Essentially, he goes on to say, like, we're just putting everything on the table to mix up what a weekend format is. Of course, the headline that takes over the media, so there was a lot of context there, is that he he basically called for a canceling of F1 practices for a lot of reasons. One being sporting, he thinks the teams have too much time to get things right over the weekend, so there's less opportunity for a grid shakeup. But also, he's saying that he wants more points-giving sessions for excitement. But, of course, scandalous headlines, you know, head of F1 wants to cancel all practices, and some people love this idea, some people hate this idea. No one's in the middle about this idea, which is why it's a PR safety car. Basically... This idea went out into the ether in a way that I'm sure F1 didn't love. Because it's an incomplete idea when it's looked at that way. That's why I actually think this is super interesting. There's, you know, we want to have less free practice sessions. They're going to replace it with something. The way sports leagues make all of their money is normally through media broadcasting rights. Therefore, F1's not going to be like, yes, you know what? I used to give you X number of hours of TV content. We're now going to give you less, and we want you to pay us more. That's not how it works. But, of course, none of that went out into the ether. It was just panic because free practice is going away. No free practice. No practice. (laughs) There will be no free practice. It will be canceled. I don't believe in it. And that is all he probably said, right? Yeah, no. No one wants to. Yeah, I didn't just read, like, a very long, coordinated quote that was really just about, like, them being flexible and discussing changing up the Grand Prix weekend, which I do think is an interesting concept. I think, generally speaking, a lot of people, you and I included, are not Mm. big sprint weekend people 
because the sprint race is normally kind of boring. Yeah. Overall, and there's a lot that can be done to fix the sprint race, but I do, I do like the thought process that this PR blunder is sending us down. So if he's not going to fill in the back half for us, I thought it'd be fun if I pitched a bunch of ideas at you of if we're going to take away or change up the way a weekend works and take away some practice, here are some, some both unhinged and actual logical ideas of, of different things we could replace it with. And then you can rank my pitches on, you know, zero to five, five meaning like F1 take this idea, zero being like, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Don't ever mention that again. <laughs> Am I like cosplaying as Sopano? Should I get like glasses and I'll just like pretend that it'll be like, ah, this is response. This is all my pitches. Okay. We're going to rate this. Here we go. We will... But again, I'm, I'm ready for ridiculous. Give me unhinged. I want these ideas. You're welcome again to F1 for good ideas. Courtesy of Brianna's brain. There you go. <laughs> yeah, because I just, I am on the side of, like, I find enjoyment watching practice. But I know most people don't watch F1 the way I do with the live timing and looking and like estimating lap times and using that to predict the weekend. And I do also just want to throw out there that I completely understand the argument that if we're not going to allow in-season testing, we need to allow the teams to have on-track time. Right. But maybe they don't need three free practice sessions because the one thing I do like about a sprint weekend is that you have an opportunity for someone to get something wrong. Like Red Bull got Brazil wrong last year. Mm -hmm. And we wouldn't have had that great Mercedes weekend if Red Bull didn't get it wrong because they had more practice time. So I, I get the value in that. But, so I'm going to start with a more serious pitch. Okay, I think that's fair. Start the serious and let's, you know, grow to the ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so super simple, easy way is sprint should just have its own qualifying session. So we have a sprint race, we have a real race, we have two qualifying sessions, we replace, like, so... We replace the Friday FP1 or FP2 with an additional qualifying. Easy fix. Then so we don't get that weird qualifying sessions and two qualifying, two race. Huh? One practice. So one practice Friday, qualifying, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. race, quali race. Yeah. Well, yeah, or quali race race. I don't either way. But I think something we all don't love about sprint races is that it just puts the grid back to normal for the right. Grand Prix. Right. But if you have two qualifying sessions, uh, gets it spicy. I'm not, right? you know what? That's kind of fun. Mm -hmm. I don't want to give a five. So um, I may I retroactively give a five and change, but right now I'm at a four. Okay. If they're well, listening, I'm now like we should we should uh, make him have a meeting. <laughs> I will point out that that's not a like a uncommon thought, yeah. right? Yeah, like so many people feel that way. That's why I'm starting. I'm like, okay, if you think that's a five, I think you're gonna love some of the more like ridiculous things I have out here. So, no matter what, this is how how do we spice up practice? Well, F1 loves scaling things right now. So like wind tunnel time, CFD testing is all scaled to help the slower teams. So imagine we had 90 minutes over the course of a weekend for practice, but Red Bull only gets 10 minutes of practice and 
McLaren is in P10, so they get 90 minutes. So then you get, like, the top teams frantically trying to complete as much le learning they can do in 10 minutes. So we get some help for the below-the-grid teams, and we get some frantic chaoticness with, like, the top three teams trying to get in enough practice time. Okay, so I'm answering this not in... Of what I would want, because I would love to see this. I would absolutely think it would be so hectic and so fun to watch. But I'm trying to think of this perspective as they want to spice this up because more eyes, more TV time, all of mm -hmm. this. And I'm thinking the more casual fan would not be as interested in watching this type of free That's practice. fair. That's so, fair. But if we're going to spice up practice, right? I don't want them to give points for it. This I like also agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Because <laughs> this was the best idea I've had to spice stressed. it. Right. Yes. <laughs> so, again, I love this. I would absolutely <laughs> think this would be incredible. But also at the same time that I'm like, no, that means Mercedes will have less time. And I don't want McLaren to have 90 minutes of testing to figure out whatever the heck they couldn't figure out in the offseason. <laughs> But so I'm going to give it a one, but only for the business fans that aren't as intense as us wouldn't be watching it at 6 a.m. on ESPN. Well, to be fair, they're not watching practice now. Right, right. <laughs> which is which is why, admittedly, they're having this conversation. It's like, right. how do we get more so people to watch I don't it? think it'll cause more eyes <laughs> other than us. <laughs> but would it improve racing on the weekend? Maybe. You're right there. No, you know, I'm just, I, I'm honestly like, I'm just backing it for the sake of backing it. Yeah. If yeah. they actually implemented this, the meltdown that would happen. It would be, it would be horrendous. We, you know, we could not have that. Yeah. So an issue with sprint weekends is that they're not making the sprints long enough that there's a tire degradation. This doesn't solve that problem. Okay. <laughs> so I thought you had the solution. <laughs> Yes. So my proposal, I do have solutions for that, but I just am going up front and saying that this idea does not solve that problem. I think that every race weekend, we should add more sessions and there should be a super sprint. So like you just need to go crazy for 10 laps. Then there needs to be the normal race, which should be averaged out whatever is a one to two stopper the way they do races now. And then there should be an endur endurance race added. And this should be three times the length of a normal F1 race. But the catch is that both drive, they need to do what they do in endurance racing, where the drivers actually need to work as a team and one does like the first stint and one does the second stint. That's crazy. Every team would need so many more tires. <laughs> like, well, yes. It would be impossible. Like, you, we could not have it. <laughs> Oh, but I just love the idea so... that like whether or not Max one would have to do with also whether or not like Checo performs. Like I love the idea of like making the drivers have to work together more. So adding an endurance race where like they each have to do a stint and there's like oh a my god, Max would hate it so much. Oh, I think all the drivers would hate. it. Oh yeah, yeah, but now that exact scenario made me laugh. Um, that's a. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So we have all these different kinds of races. So there's the sprint race, which is just going to be about like power unit performance, the normal race and Grand Prix we all know and love, and then this endurance race edition. God, could you imagine the, the they would have to also get rid of the budget cap. Like there would be no way that they would be able to the amount of times that there would the be budget cap. crash crashes. They would this is anyway, besides all of that, I they ooh, I want to give it a three. Okay. Because I have okay. too many logistical questions. Otherwise, I, I, is it a, no, because I'm not ready to move you to them on, like, how much you actually want to see them. Hey, hey, you're so right. No, at the end of this, at the end I'll of this, I'll do I'm a ranking of all of, like, how much I would want to see them. Then I'm going to give yeah. this one a four. This is a four, because then I'll eventually just be able to rank them in whatever way I want. <laughs> um, okay, my last and most unhinged idea is that Friday, in addition to, you you get free practice one and free practice two, but during the course of that, you are given uh, skills challenges you must also complete. And those skills challenges are for points, and you can complete them at any time during the practice session. And what am I, what do I mean when I'm talking about skills challenges? Well, I mean like fastest pit stop and like best reaction time from a driver and like something random like how quickly can you get from the starting line to turn three depending on the race circuit like just random exercises that they need to complete so you can't just go out there in your free practice and do like oh yeah i'm just gonna like do my thing it's like you need to do your thing and work in random skills <laughs> see and like i knew that when you were pitching this idea that all of your skills were gonna be like normal F1 skills, but my brain immediately started thinking of like Nickelodeon Double Dare or like okay. Guts and they're like climbing a mountain. <laughs> and so like Max pulls in, jumps out of the car, has to then go run up a hill. <laughs> so originally that's where I started. I was like, okay, what's but the most ridiculous thing could I get the drivers to now. do? Right. And I was like, okay, so let me bring this back down to like actual F1 things. But in reality, like, would I love it for media day instead of them having to sit in a media pen and answer the same questions they always answer? Like, what if they had to do that while, like, just completing, like, random Nickelodeon? Oh, do you remember the Disney Channel games? Of course I do. I remember the Disney Channel games. Of course I remember the Disney Channel games. God, all of I mean, the so brothers competed. Yes, yes. I just would love if every weekend on media day, that's how the F1 drivers had to like interact. And that's how we interviewed them on things. Like while they were climbing up a rock wall, we were like, so Charles, like, do you have faith in Ferrari still? I don't know. I'm just trying to get to the top here. I have to ring the bell. Those are the top of this. That would, <laughs> all of this was for so many obvious reasons would never happen. That is so incredibly funny and unhinged. And, like, brings a whole new meaning to, like, drive to survive. Like. So I need to take that idea and scale it down to spicing up free practice with normal F1 skills. Like, how quickly can the team change the tire? Oh, you get five points on the constructors because you randomly changed a tire faster than everyone else in free practice, too. Like, um. I so many oh my god and there's so many like old people getting so mad about all these things i can just that would just imagine that 
disclaimer to all of this is we're having goofy fun here. Yeah, I think like none of you this. And, good. Right, you and I, at our core, I think just want the normal Grand Prix weekend oh, and like don't sure. need to change all of this. But hey, we're gonna have if everyone takes itself too seriously, we're gonna have fun with this. If they're not going to fill in the blank of we're gonna take away practice and replace it with X, we are going to give you fun X's. Just there's my disclaimer to all of this. <laughs> Please no one tell but, us that weekends are fine as they are. We know. We, we like wake them. up every yeah. weekend and watch all of the things. We pay right. to watch all of the things when we can technically get it for free without commercials. Right. Yeah. We like yeah, we could get on here and do an entire segment about how like we don't want them to change the Grand Prix weekend and we actually like watching practice and I fundamentally believe that the problem with practice isn't practice, it's the broadcasting of practice. We could change up the broadcast and make it so much more interesting. Like, Nicole gets my explanation during practice as I'm sitting there looking at lap times and, like, bring someone into the broadcast booth to sit there and live analyze what we're seeing. And the best part of practice for me is watching Sam Collins walk down the pit lane and explain the changes to us. Like, you can do so much more on the different sides of F1. But, like, those are too rational. I want Disney Channel games. <laughs> okay, well, when you're framing Disney Channel games of it all, that puts it out of five. So, <laughs> what do I most want to see? I mean, that. Like, I really want to see the Disney Channel games. Um, oof. So, we got... I gotta see Disney Channel games for sure. Then I guess I'll put, like, a double quality. Okay, yeah, that's a rational. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we have cut now, and then there's the I can't remember now. I, I endurance break. The endurance. Oh, here, I'll give you. I'll give you the four. Yeah, give pitches. me. Give me four. I said, uh, yeah, two were changes to the practice sessions themselves, right. which was one the skills challenge, yes. and two the scaling practice times, mm -hmm. and then two were additions to the F one weekend. Uh, one was just adding qualifying, additional qualifying for every type of race. And the second one was an endurance weekend. <laughs> so the teammates had to work together. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Disney mm -hmm. Channel games. All of this is. Endurance racing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Double quality. And then practice time change. Yeah. Scaled, yeah. Scaled back practice, Scaled practice time change. That is my order. Surprised. I want to see the most unhinged stuff first. <laughs> yeah. And that's because I, I would... love the way that the calendar is. So show me something completely different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm interested to see what they do. Yeah, because it'll, it'll be another out. something that they trial. It's not going to just be like, oh, yeah. no, no more free practice. It'll be, because I feel like this is also just another, like, attempted solution where they're like, well, sprint races might not be working. But maybe after this year, because there's so many of them, maybe they'll work because there's so many. But if not, then we'll try something else. Right. And I do commend their willingness to try things mm -hmm. i would appreciate actually if they were more flexible with when they were trying them 
like, I think we're year three of sprint races right now, and I think overall everyone's like, okay, so the pro is less practice. That's actually a pro of the sprint race weekends. The con is the sprint race. So maybe we try to come up with a different solution here to achieve the same goal, which admittedly, I think that's what C the CEO of F1, Stefano Domenicali, was trying to say here. So, which is sad about why this all ended up to be a PR safety car, because I think, I think what he was getting at was actually a very smart thing, but then it was taken and extrapolated into, we're getting rid of all free practice, which I don't think would ever be. I think it's good to remember that like, in F1, there are three voting parties in every decision. There's the FIA, there's F1, and there's all 10 teams as a collective unit. So for something like, I don't think the teams would ever let all practice. Like, this is not. It's too Everyone calm down. For, like, data. <laughs> they, they can't. And, yeah, for getting certain drivers point, like, you know, reserve drivers getting time in cars. It's, it means too much. So not going to happen, but fun for everyone. Welcome to Yellow Sector Notes. Not the fastest walk around F1, but we will complete a full lap around the paddock hitting every F1 garage. Starting with Red Bull, Nike blocked Max Verstappen's use of the phrase Max 1 in any future merchandise because of the Air Max trademark. Aston Martin's team principal, Mike Crack, revealed that he did consider asking Vettel to come back if Lance could not race in Bahrain. Lewis and George both did speaking engagements in Malaysia with Petronas before heading to Australia. That was a mouthful, I don't know why. <laughs> Carlos Sainz became a true Instagram influencer by giving us jet lag trips during his flight to Melbourne. I loved it, please keep doing it. It was unbelievably entertaining. When I saw the first one, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is gonna be a continued series. I'm convinced that he was just like staying awake, writing different copy for these stories and like planning it all out. And that's just how he kept himself up during this whole trip. Cause his answer to everything was, I'm gonna stay awake. We're gonna stay awake and be a zombie. <laughs> we also got great behind the scenes photos of him and Lando and like a helicopter tour. Like I'm here for Instagram influencer, Carlos Sykes. Please give me more. Just more. Uh, Pierre and the F2 driver and Alpine reserve driver, Jack Duhon, who is from Australia, went surfing with their a former surf champion this week. VB and Joe both have special helmets for the race this weekend. Haas teased a KMAG social media takeover this weekend, or at least I think that's what those emojis went, meant, so we'll see. Alex Albon made an appearance at the Williams pop-up store this week. Alphatari is considering changing its name according to Helmet Marco, so take that with a pound of salt. Who knows what's actually going on? Lastly, happy home race to Oscar. I will be rooting for a calm race for you this weekend. Maybe not points, but hopefully not a bunch of chaos. I'm rooting for him even if Nicole is not. That is the gridwalk for March 30th, 2023 completed. How is my sector time today, Nicole? Faster than F1 realized they needed to paint wider grid boxes. <laughs> Excited for that this week. Oh, yes, for sure. Definitely going to be commented on, I have no doubt. So we want to give a big thank you to Voiceover Man, the new LIRR line. Shout out Grand Central Station. You're fabulous. 
And our four-legged executive producers, Parker says hello, but he's eating his dinner right now, so he cannot come and say hi. So make sure you turn on auto-downloads and you rate and review the pod. Tell us what you enjoy. Tell us what you're loving. Are there segments you want us to try out? What have you loved? What would you like to see us do? It really helps us out. Extra special shout out to everyone listening on Apple Podcasts. Please, pretty, pretty, please, 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 please. Let us know what you think. Leave us a review. We want to improve our show. So follow us on every single social media platform of your choice or on all of them. We prefer all of them. We are at Gridwalk Show absolutely everywhere and we'll give you your daily Gridwalks. And we will be back every Thursday and we sincerely hope that you join us. And today definitely felt like a shoey and not a Gridwalk. So please indulge my extraness in this Daniel Ricardo week. As I will get rid of this shoe after I do this. 1000% will get rid of this shoe after I do this. That's what I told my mom. She's like, use a new shoe. I said, I'm going to use a different one and then get rid of it. It's gross. I don't think it's not gross, but I love it. And it's Australian. All right, that's the show. <laughs> <laughs>